The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Tuesday, October 31st, 2017, season 13, episode number 65. Welcome to another edition of The Break. I am Derek Eagleton, joined by the normal crew here. And it is, um, we're live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios. A lot that we're going to talk about today. Uh, how's everybody doing this morning after Halloween? Outstanding. Amber, that was a really interesting photo you did last night you're very creative and artistic thank you for those people that don't follow you on instagram it's pretty cool dave you do anything special last night nope nothing i ate a sandwich and watched baseball it was the best night of my life you, you dressed so up as a were you dressed up as you shark? were watching tiny no. gym i was watching tape of kansas city and oakland so that i could be prepared and awesome for this show so no halloween no stuff for was you grinding always <laughs> always like push a t Nick, you had a pretty interesting night. You were telling me about a little story oh. there that kind of interesting from last night. <sighs> yeah. You know, trick-or-treating with the kids. It's one thing if you're going to a haunted house, okay? You go to a haunted house. But you shouldn't be have to be subject to this kind of stuff when you're, like, at a neighborhood. Like, I go, I'm, like, walking with my kid. All of a sudden, like, I get right by this house, and there's this branch right there. Amber, you'll, you'll love this. So I pull up this branch. And right then, like, I just move it away. Oh, jeez. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Happy Halloween. You know it's not Halloween, right? I know. But you couldn't do it yesterday. It just wasn't. Why? It didn't feel right yesterday with the whole thing. Did, but. You did nothing. <laughs> you did nothing. I'm Dominican. I don't get scared. Nah. Wow. I like that. It's a good voice crack, though. Dave, Dave was that, was, that was good. Shannon, how long have you been hiding in there for? <laughs> He's a little cramped up right now. No wonder Nick looked suspicious when I was walking in. <laughs> you were just, you looked too suspicious well, wandering around the hall. I was because you were starting to cramp <laughs> yeah, up in Shannon's there. Shannon's been I'm sitting there for like the last 30 minutes. You were late. So I was like, oh, okay. now he's got to wait in there longer. And I was like, let me just stand out there. And I'll, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, wait, wait, stop. Go get back in. No. That's great. Oh, there, there we go. I couldn't see. I couldn't see. Did Dave? Oh, yeah. It was good. We got him. I need oh, to yeah, watch that. It'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll have that for people to go back. For those who are out there just listening and not watching, what you missed there was <laughs> Shannon was hiding under the, the table here. And waiting until the perfect perfect moment to pop out at Dave and Amber. And uh, you'll have to go back and watch the replay. Dave had a nice reaction to it. Interview. Actually, Dave, I, I was actually thinking we might get an F-bomb here. I was like, <laughs> Dave might let it go. The word <laughs> was on my lips. Right. I was like, he might let it go. But you didn't. You held it together. So that's always good. <laughs> Amber just like, what? See, Dave, I would have been in the same boat as you. I would have fallen out of my chair. I don't like stuff like that. And by the way... For everyone in this room, oh, this is one hundred percent this guy's idea. Yes, it he is. He told me <laughs> I was start. fired if I did not do Don't this. Don't start. Hey, hey, getting nine uh, Emmy nominations and <laughs> getting ready for this day, like right at the. Same I have level. never seen him as excited. <laughs> no. He's been working on this for two days. They like, had a good idea, and I was backing it up as a manager. 
Yeah, you two. Like that's what I do. I uh, I, I work with you guys. I was in sure here that... on my show when he came in here with Nick, looking to see if you could see through here, and they were like, "Shannon, get in there and see if you'll fit." Yeah, here's what we're doing. Will Wait, you do it? You were under the table. Oh yeah. Actually, there's actually a little compartment. A you can get inside. This, this is table. why this is sitting Hi. like this because. You look. Yeah, we didn't want you guys to like look in there and have been, to see. I it. was been, wondering why this pumpkin was still here. I have been balled up in there since nine twenty, and then <laughs> Nick goes, "Amber's going to be five minutes late," and I'm like, "God, I don't know if my back and my knees can." I had to take my shoes off so I wouldn't make noise. I took my shirt off so you what couldn't see me under there. Utter waste of time and resources. Not no, really. No, not at all. <laughs> Wait till you see the replay. You That's you will awesome. not think that. You will not think that. Oh, at all. All, right. all right. Thank I'm you, Shannon. Appreciate you, Kent. How was the view? Was it good? That was good. <laughs> there might be a gif. <laughs> Follow the break on Twitter. We made that was good. Very, very nice. Very uh, nice. Thanks, Shannon. Now, Dave, tell us about the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> no, I'm just fine. Hey, <laughs> this whole thing was... Dave planned. is definitely not amused. Look at look that at look on his face. face. He's this still just kind of like, I don't know what I just went Zero through. fun, sir. <laughs> <laughs> this whole thing was planned for yesterday, yeah. and it was going to just go just like that, and then all of a sudden... So, speaking of scary things, Zeke's out for six games. It's like, <laughs> yes, nah, it wasn't, wasn't going to right feel. It wasn't going to go right. Wasn't the right feel. But we do have more Zeke news, Dave. If you if you still want to engage us in on this show, heart rate's down. If you want to call it news, it's yeah. not really news. Um, he filed an emergency motion yesterday afternoon. That was immediately shot down, like within hours, which is kind of amazing for the u.s court system typically everything kind of takes weeks and months and it took about 90 minutes so uh that was shot down he's now filing an appeal or he has filed an appeal in the second circuit court um which they're hoping will be heard on an expedited basis aka by friday uh unfortunately this is the same court that ruled against tom brady in that situation um, the final ruling or the ruling? Yeah, well, his appeal. Okay. They forced Tom Brady to play when he was f- appealing his suspension. Got it. Um, so, I mean, it, it's, going to, it's going to appeal. They'll hear it. There is a chance that it could be granted and this could all be back on and he could be back on the field. But every single piece of literature that I've read about it says not, not, not likely. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. And the thing about this is this is really kind of the last ditch effort, because as I was as it was explained to me, basically, you have district courts and federal court. Then you appeal to the circuit court. The next step beyond that is the Supreme Court. But you can't go to the Supreme Court with a temporary restraining order. They're actually going to hear a case. Right. So this is kind of your last recourse to actually get yeah, a restraining order. Again, this is all over an injunction. This right. isn't the, they're not even in this is the case. Right. Yeah. So. This is, I mean, as far as I understand it, this is really like the last gasp for this injunction. And the court case is going to continue for the foreseeable future, but he won't be on the field while it's getting figured out unless he gets this appeal. Not that he would win the court case, but the travesty in all of this will be if he happens to win this case. That's a small chance, but if somehow he actually wins this case and he will have already served a six-game suspension— yeah, you can pay him the money for those games, but you can't take that back from the standpoint of him, and you can't take it back from the standpoint of the team. And if the team isn't able to function as well as they would have with him and ultimately affects their season and he's found he's ultimately vindicated, that's where you got a big problem. Yeah, yeah, he'd have a huge problem. Yeah. Um, and that's that's kind of what my question was going to be, is that we talked about this yesterday, that you know the case will still go on. 
Um, but you know, he's obviously trying. He's fighting for his name. He's also fighting to play. Um, you think he 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 continues the same kind of like energy and efforts f- towards this if he's already suspended the six games and you get to the off season, you still yeah. I mean, to be honest, if it goes back to him wanting to clear his name, yeah, then that doesn't change. He get still wants money. to clear his name, right? And and like you said yesterday, the amount of money that he may be losing over this, the ability to get that back, and I don't know if the league, if he's vindicated in court. I don't know how it works from the standpoint of the league being able to then void his guarantees. They may have to not void his yeah. guarantees at that point. So there's there's some things in here that he still can win. It doesn't give him the game back, games back, and it doesn't give the Cowboys the games back. Sure. So that's the part that you just can't take back. And that's the part about this whole thing. You know, that's the reason why in America we don't dole out punishment before <laughs> the final verdict, right? And so this whole thing just seems a little bit off to me it's one thing if you get to the point where you've exhausted everything and and you've you know and at that point he's he's guilty or no one has overturned the league finding him guilty of this uh and then the punishment happens but when you do it before all those things are done then I think it just creates a situation where there can be a lot of stuff that you can undo that's all that he already has to suffer so I don't know if you guys have an answer for this I don't know about you Dave but how many back and forth can there still be for this whole thing before it comes to an end and just we move past forward? What do you mean? I don't like, understand. Well, if, it's gone, yeah, it's gone back forth. But I mean, how many more do we have? Oh, you're saying you're saying at this like, point, right where now? They are yeah, right now. yeah. Where we are right now, obviously, that's not the end of it. So, how many more things could they possibly do to where we get to a final point where we can move on from the whole situation? Just well. I guess that's sort of what I was trying to say. I mean, theoretically, they can file in as many courts as they want to for the rest of time, right? I mean, there's nothing stopping them from doing that, I guess. But this is the one, I mean, this one seems like it has finality in terms of his ability to get onto the field at any, you know, before the six-game suspension is is served. Um, As far as the court, I mean, I expect we're going to be talking about the court case well into 2018. Yeah. I mean, maybe even longer than that. I would assume it's done before the season, though, right? I I don't know. How long? Brady's thing took almost two years. So just, and and that's, you know, just the court. So when you include the 13-month investigation, that's really three. Yeah. Well, I guess the the thing about it is when it comes down to just him playing or not. Right. This week this is your Hail has, Mary right here. This week has a tone of finality to it. Like I really don't think there's a whole lot else they can do if this fails. I mean, like I said, they can, but that won't be any more likely to work than anything else. So yeah. I th- I mean, if they don't get a ruling they like this week, I really I kind of think that's it. But it's not like the suspension starts and then halfway through it something else happens and you could put a hold in it on it again. I'm not a lawyer, but I don't think so. Yeah, I haven't heard anything like that that suggests that there's more after this. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, you've got the district court, you've got the circuit court, and then you've got the Supreme Court. Right now they're at the circuit court. Even if, let's assume for a second that the Supreme Court would hear this, they're not, they're not moving their docket around to get to this immediately, right? right? So there's nothing that, in the short term, there's nothing more you can do, I don't think, that gets you back, get Zeke back, Zeke back on the field than what they've already done, and if that doesn't work, I don't know what else. So there basically, is. at this point, basically, just to be clear, he will be serving the full six suspension, and there's nothing we could expect for it to happen to hold it again. Assuming one that that this doesn't work, 
the what they did yesterday. And then assuming, too, that what I've heard is accurate. Like, I don't know. I'm not an attorney. Right. I just kind of talk to different people. And so that's, from what I've heard, that's kind of what I suspect is the issue here. Or at least how it will play out. You got basically this one last-ditch effort. You see what happens. If it doesn't work, then he's probably got a six-game suspension. Okay. Just to be clear here. Trying to be. Well, I, I trying mean, there's to nothing be. As much as we can be. Foggy. Yeah. still kind of foggy, but. Never thought we'd be sitting on the break talking about legal stuff this deep, but it is. Here we is. are, like for the fifth week in a row. Yep. All right, let's jump into uh, Cowboys versus Chiefs. And uh, actually, you know something? We're coming pretty close here to our first break. Uh, no, never mind. We started a little late. Tell you what, let's go ahead and jump into the Kansas City Chiefs. Dave, why don't you give us a scouting report on the Chiefs offense? Well, they're pretty good. Um, that they are. They're they're really good, actually. Um, like, I don't even... I'm going to start with Travis Kelsey, probably, just because, you know, Alex Smith is playing out of his mind, and Kareem Hunt is probably the, you know, the runaway leader for Offensive Rookie of the Year. But I really think it's Travis Kelsey that makes this whole thing work because, much like Rob Gronkowski, uh, he's just a matchup nightmare on a level that is really not fair um because he's basically just a huge wide receiver that's what he is i mean he he's a great route runner he can line up on the line he lines up off the line he's got amazing hands he's pretty good dancer for whatever that's worth (laughs) um he can just he can do everything so i mean like you know the chiefs run 11 personnel a lot but it's not really 11 personnel. It's really four wide because Travis Kelsey's out there and he's not playing traditional tight end. He's going down the field. He's crossing the field. He, I mean, corners can't handle him. Safeties can't handle him. Linebackers certainly can't. Um, this past week against Denver, he scored a long touchdown lined up wide left on a sluggo, which is a slant go. You so, sell it? Yeah, he sold, sold the hell out of sluggo. it. Yeah. He sold the hell out of it. He was three yards behind the corner. Um so, like, to see a tight end do stuff like that, you just there's maybe two other teams in the league where you really have that type of uh, mismatch. And I then, saw at least two catches in that game, that last game against Denver, where he was surrounded by defenders. Like, there were three or four guys that were kind of playing zone that were all around him, and the ball was thrown. He goes up over everybody that's around him, catches it, and comes down with it. I saw that happen, like, twice. And I guess that's kind of my point is – he can do that type of he can he can do everything like he does the Jason Witten stuff too like the little button hook for eight yards yeah I mean he can do the typical tight end stuff he can help block but he also he could he can go down the field he goes in motion the way that you know like Ryan Switzer does the way a receiver does they move they move him in motion I'd say 75 percent of their snaps he's moving behind the line they've thrown him shovel passes off emotions like that he's taken uh end arounds like to have a tight end that's taking end arounds it's just stupid um so like i, I really it's crazy yeah. i think it all starts with him just in terms of he's not their most dynamic player because they have tyreek hill but he just gives you a fluidity and a mismatch ability that not a lot of teams have because you're you basically always have a big wide receiver on the field even when you're running you know t- 21 personnel or 12 personnel um so that's the thing that really scares the crap out of me. Um, and then on top of that, like I said, you do have Tyreek Hill who, like I know that we know he's fast. I know, yeah, he's Nick's guy. No he's, doubt. He's the guy that you want to be. Times two. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. come on. That's um, the guy. 
So, yeah. And, you know, he had a touchdown against uh, Oakland, I think. Yeah, on the Thursday night game that they actually lost. Corner played 10 yards off the ball and had high safety help, and it didn't matter at all. Like, he just blazed past the guy. Safety misjudged the angle, and he's got like a 64-yard touchdown, really for no reason other than that he's fast. I, I remember Des talking about he's a insane. number 24 from Oklahoma State that was unbelievably fast. He's like, this kid is going to be the best. And I was, I just remember him thinking that, saying that. I'm like, okay. And he didn't last at Oklahoma State very long, but he was number 24. It was definitely Tyreek Hill. And then I don't even know where he went after that. He was, uh, he was drafted. Oh, oh, yeah. He went to like, yeah, Oklahoma Panhandle State or something like that. I don't know. He That's not Panhandle where he went. Oklahoma? That's not where he went, but I can't believe. Wait, timeout. What? Yeah, seriously? What'd you say? He's, did you just say Oklahoma Panhandle State? You know Oklahoma has a Panhandle, right? That's why I just asked. Does Oklahoma have a Panhandle? The yeah. state literally looks like a pan. Yeah. Okay, I don't look at very many Seriously? maps of no, Oklahoma. No, come on. It's, don't really pay attention. Lived in a state that borders Oklahoma your Seriously? whole life. Honestly, I, don't, long I have not. Yeah. I have not. Yeah, you don't ever look up. You just no. I know. I know Oklahoma's there, but I never really looked at what the state looks like. Oklahoma, really lit, it's the state that looks like a pan. Like if I had to guess, the term panhandle probably comes from Oklahoma, not Texas. No, no. Texas well, they is, call it the panhandle. It's it doesn't not, look anything like. Yeah. It. No, it doesn't look like a pan. He went to University of West Alabama, uh, okay. Garden City Community College, and Community Oklahoma College? State. He's so everywhere. West Alabama, I guess, where is where he went. Wow. Wow. I'm concerned about your geography knowledge, but I we, bet if we took a test right now to see who knew where more states were in the country, mm, I would win. I would over day. I would kill you. I would wax you. I would kill you. Yeah, even, well, I would happen. get. I would get. We're gonna do it. I would then. get forty-five out of fifty. I would. Well, he'd get would, fifty out of fifty. It would be. It would be embarrassing for you. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, and when we have to spell them and the capitals, I'll be okay with that. Here's the thing. Here's if you don't know Oklahoma has a panhandle, then I don't know if you're going to really say that, that's Maryland. All right, we're getting I'll back tell you exactly where Maryland. <laughs> we're getting back on the rails here. Good, sorry, um, we started on the rails. Remember, we still got to end at the same time. We got Jason Garrett. Oh, that's right. true. Okay. Um, the big thing, like it's it's very uh, it's very cowboysy, which shouldn't come as a surprise. Alex Smith and Dak Prescott are both kind of doing what they were so good at in college. Uh, you see. You don't see as much read option with Alex Smith. He can run. I think anybody that's watched him play should know that he can run, but they don't give him the ball as much as Dak does. He He's averaging something like 16 yards per game. He's good for like a 20 or 25-yard scramble every now and then, but it, he's really – I think they prefer to keep him back in the pocket, and he's doing really well with it. Uh, he's completing 69% of his passes – He's first in the league in yards per attempt, 8.4, which I think is a testament not just to Tyreek Hill, but also Travis Kelsey. And also Kareem Hunt, who has a knack. I mean, they are using him in the passing game a lot. Underneath routes that turn into 8, 12, 15-yard gains. Um, But I guess what I meant is it looks a lot like the Cowboys in the sense that you see a lot of shotgun stuff, a lot of motion, a lot of at least the, the idea of the read option, even if Alex Smith isn't running it. Uh, and then when they want to, they line up and do power eye. They have a fullback that they use regularly. Um, but the thing for me is if there's something here to be encouraged by, it's probably their offensive line. It's not bad, but I don't think it's it's great by any stretch of the imagination. They're 12th in rushing offense, 123 yards a game, as opposed to 6th in passing offense. Um, you've seen, you know, I watched two and a half games, and you see – Okay, I know Oakland has Khalil Mack and Denver has Von Miller, 
but uh, but they're able to get after Alex Smith. They, I mean, he's I think he's sacked three or four times against Oakland. Um, Eric Fisher's their left tackle, number one overall pick in the draft, which like he's fine, but not he hasn't lived up to that billing by any stretch. And then Mitchell Schwartz, who they signed uh, from Cleveland. He's really like he's one of their only big players who like him. isn't an in-house player. Um, I do. And is, he, is he from Cal? Where do you go to college? Uh, I don't have that off the top of my head, but no. that sounds right. I just remember. Well, Alex Mack went to Cal. You might be thinking of him. I, think, I thought Mitchell Schwartz, maybe. I Mi- thought he was the one that went to Cal that, that played at the Senior Bowl a few years ago. Played center guard, tackle, everything. I mean, he, he's so versatile. Mitchell Schwartz is one of two guys Looking on the offense who is not an in-house guy, like a guy that they developed themselves, at least among the starters. Funnily, is that what? a word? Funnily? Funnily. Should be on this show. Uh, Cal. Nice. Good memory. Brian Witzman, their starting left guard, is the other one. Apparently, he came from Dallas. I have no memory of that whatsoever. What Wh- years? Witzman? Like, like he was here in 2015, I believe. Yeah. I have no memory of that. Like at during all. the season, like no, as a like practice squad a guy? 90, he was a 90-man roster guy, and uh, he was released at final roster cuts. And he's starting for them? Interesting. Yeah. So that's like three teams this year that are using Cowboys cast-offs as their starting offensive line. Hmm. Um, but, if there's a place where you want to go get offensive linemen yeah, sure. after training camp, it well, probably I'm, is here because there's probably some good ones that they've had to release. Dan, right? Dan Skipper had to play the other night for the Lions. I did see that. I yeah. Did see that. This, yeah, there's probably guys, that, and they don't look that great in the drills. Right. Because you're like, there's Tyron, there's Zach, there's, there's Travis, Whitsman. there's Wits. Skipper. <laughs> yeah. Right. But for another team, they're like, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, pretty good bad. player. All right, let's take our first break. We do want to come back, and uh, we're going to hear from Amber and Nick. We want to hear about what they think. One thing that they think uh, stands out about this Kansas City offense, among all the things that Dave has just laid out that are so great about this offense. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. We, the entertainment-loving people, want a smartphone built for us. With AT&T and DirecTV, you can get the Samsung Galaxy S8 with an infinity edge-to-edge screen that's perfect for entertainment. We want exactly what you just said. Buy a Samsung Galaxy S8 and get one free after bill credits when you buy both on AT&T Next and have DirecTV. Visit your local AT&T store today. Buy each for $750 on installment agreement with eligible service. New line is free up to $750 in credits over 30 months. Credits start in two to three bills if service canceled by balance due. Taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. Limited time offer. See store for details. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and of course with yours truly me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Cowboys fans know that the second best of anything simply won't cut it, and your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas-based Jack Black, is the number one best-selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit GetJackBlack.com Cowboys to get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. Jack Black, look good, smell good, feel good. Official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. 
I hear all this talk about what it takes to be a cowboy. Everyone's got their ideas, but I just say to myself, it's what's up top that matters. Sure, you need men with the muscle and heart to get her done, but if your scouts and coaches are listening out there, a word of advice. Pick the man with the most well-worn Stetson. That's the one most cut out to be a cowboy. Stetson hats are handmade right here in Texas and have been on cowboys' heads for over 150 years. The rest of you can visit stetson.com slash cowboy to find a retailer nearest you back to the break welcome back it's the second segment of the break live from the swbc mortgage studios at the star and we're talking about the cowboys versus the uh, chiefs particularly the chiefs offense versus the cowboys defense dave laid out the scouting report um now we'll get to amber and nick i want to hear one thing just isolate one thing about this offense that stands out to you or about the matchup with the cowboys defense let's start with you amber well, I keep trying to figure out something bad that would kind of help the Cowboys in a positive way, but I just can't. Like every, I mean, everything they they're able to put yards on every single aspect of it, uh, rushing it, running it, throwing it everywhere. So honestly, there's nothing that really I, bad I could say about them. They're the only team that have beat the Eagles so far. I know Nick doesn't think the Eagles are. No, I, that. I, no, no, no. I do think that they're good. That, the, eventually, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that they're going to kind of come down to earth a little bit, but I don't know when. They might have the division wrapped up when they do. Yeah, yeah. and another thing, even uh, with Alex Smith getting pressured and him getting sacked, he he has been get uh, he has gotten sacked a lot of times. But even then, that doesn't really change anything. So I would say that's the strongest area from the Cowboys. The uh, rushing the quarterback, pressuring the quarterback. So even then, it doesn't matter. Like, nothing really matters. They're, they're really good. <laughs> you sound I just, like me. I just, I mean, I keep <laughs> trying to find something that... It, that was I a just, song right there. Nothing really matters? That's nothing. nothing. I, I still think the Cowboys are able to beat them somehow, maybe. You, you know, you get lucky. They have lost two games, so... <laughs> get lucky. <laughs> something could happen to their advantage, but at this point, there's nothing really bad that I could point out from their offense. Sounds like there's a better chance that Zeke's going to get this injunction and stay <laughs> than win this game. I don't know. It's going to be tough. I don't know. Like, I, you know, I defer toward the quarterback so much in these types of situations, which Alex Smith is having the year of his life. And yeah. He has thrown no picks through eight games. Uh, 16 touchdowns, zero Ty- interceptions. Tyree wow, Kill that's has, really great. It's amazing. Tyreek Hill has more interceptions. <laughs> <laughs> it was going to be like the fact about that they need turnovers and 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 focus on the interceptions because you did not mention that earlier and I thought maybe I could sneak that in but that's right. okay I got another one though. all right go with it everyone's finished right yeah okay just making sure can I throw in one other thing sure no go ahead sorry I just don't want to you know, cut anyone off okay <laughs> uh, the thing about when you're talking about field position you know you, you nice punt by Chris Jones you get him back down to the twelve yard line the crowds going. They can score from anywhere, and it's because of Tyreek Hill. That's the one reason why I really like having a speed guy like that because you always, you, you never really push back if he, this guy can go to the distance. And I was looking at some of these stats with him since he got, since last year, he's had eight touchdowns of 50 yards or more. Eight. Nobody in the NFL has more than three, and he has eight. And he's doing it as a punt returner, as a kick returner, as a receiver, as a runner. He's come off, you know, done reverses. So, and he's also some crazy stat like he's the only player that has touchdown four different ways. 
and he did three in one game. I mean, that three he's in one game last year. He had three, so he's just a weapon all over the field. So he's be my guy that that I would be worried about because even when you think they're pushed back, he can always score. Like Dave was saying against the Raiders, running by people in these corners, you can run by. And I, I worry about the safeties. You worry if you if Jamison Crowder is going to have the game of his life and finally have a breakout game then I think Tyreek Hill could, could do some damage with Heath and Jones back there figuring out the safety position. That's the interesting thing I think that both you guys have both pointed out. They have really a dynamic player that's a matchup nightmare at almost every position of the skill position. Yes. Kareem Hunt, his speed is hard to match up with. You talk about Travis Kelsey and how he is not a typical tight end. He's a tough matchup. Kareem Hunt is giving them the same thing from the running back position. And then the quarterback – Alex Smith, he can throw it deep, but the way that he gets you, the way that he's so dynamic is in the fact that he uses his legs really, really well. He's one of the best in the league, I think, at that well-timed, here's when I'm going to run for 15 yards. When you were worried about Kareem Hunt downfield, you were worried about uh, Kelsey over here, you were worried about Kareem Hunt, I'm going to hit you for 15 yards, move the chains, and we're still rolling. Like There is a dynamic player and a unique skill at every one of their skill positions that you have to worry about. That's what makes this offense, I think, so tough to defend. One thing that I, I wanted to mention as well that I did forget, actually, um, gets forget- forgotten about, but especially in a game where Dan Bailey's probably not going to play. That kid they signed, Butker, yeah. the one who was the hero against the Redskins, he's pretty good. Yeah, uh, he's, been, he, he's been hitting from 50s. He hit two 50-yard field goals on Monday night against Denver, and he had a 53-yarder against Oakland. So Just one more weapon. Signed him off the practice squad and appeared to have found a pretty damn good kicker. You know, um, an interesting stat around that, right now they lead the league in drives ending in a score. Guess what that percentage is? If you had to guess, what would be the percentage of times that they take the field offensively and they end with a score? 65, 63. Oh, you guys are really high. No. No. 49. 49.4% really of the times. So 50% of the times, half the number of times they take the field at, on offense, they end with a score. What's your average possession a game? Like 10? 9, 10, 11. I guess 9, yeah, yeah, 10. So if you're scoring five times a game. That's leading the league. But see, that's only like, 20, uh, it's like 27 points. I've got three times. They're averaging 29.5 points per game. The third in the league in, in points score per game. Yep. That, I mean, that's real good. I, I thought that, that number would be higher than that. You did? I, I guess the way I looked at it was the reason it seemed so high to me is because you're basically saying half the time. Like, think about that. Half the time your offense goes on the field, they score. And that means you had to do it consistently. There are probably some games in there where they didn't do it at that rate, which means there are some other games Seven where they scored, yeah, they scored 8 out of 10 yeah. times, right? It, so it's when you look at it from that perspective – over a seven-game series, for them, eight yeah. games, that's a really, really big number, I think. Yeah. So going against the Cowboys' defense, no luck here. Well, and thank thank you for that segue, Amber. Because like People think I'm such a negative jerk all the time. You're not. I think... You're not negative. I th- <laughs> Fair. I think you can take advantage of this offensive line. Um, I, I mean... Kareem Hunt's really good. Their rushing offense is really good. They're only 12th in the league. Like, it's not this overpowering attack that you absolutely can't stop. Pittsburgh held them to 35 rushing yards when they beat them at Arrowhead two weeks ago, maybe three. Um, Like I said, I think these tackles are not anything that scared the daylights out of me, especially, I I mean, at this point, 
you have to consider Demarcus Lawrence like a strength of this matchup. Like he's the guy, you know, Chiefs break is like, oh, number 90, Mitchell Schwartz is going to have his hands full. <laughs> uh, so, and that's what it needs to be, honestly. I think, I mean, they need to be getting to Alex Smith. And may, and it hasn't happened this year, but I think your best bet to win this game is get to him on a consistent enough basis that you're forcing some turnovers. And even if he's not throwing picks, Cowboys have forced, what, seven fumbles this year? Isn't that best in the league? I think one of y'all. It's up there, yeah. One of y'all I think might be first, yeah. No, um, no, they've recovered seven. Oh, excuse me. How many have they forced then? I don't know. Another, probably another three or four on top Almost of that. Like ten, yeah. That, that's amazing that after that Rams preseason game when the ball was on the ground five times and they couldn't get it. Yeah. But, I mean, that I think that's your best bet is that I think you can take advantage of this line if, you know, if, if these guys play at the level they did on, you know, the level they have – basically all season now they've they've beaten a lot of good teams but they've also lost two games what what did the teams do in those two games that they lost I know Pittsburgh was one of them what did they do in those games where they lost what those teams do that maybe the Cowboys could take it they lost back-to-back games to Pittsburgh and Oakland Oakland um which Oakland's very similar to the Cowboys from stand-up point of their makeup though right yeah well Oakland's seen them a thousand times so I mean even though well you say that, but then I guess, I guess Kansas City though is a little bit different. You They're know, very different. What they they've been, been yeah. you know, because just they have so many weapons. I think it all starts with Kelsey. I really do. I think because he is such a dynamic player, the safeties and corners have to cover him, and because of that, then you can't give the necessary help to to um, Tyree Kill. Right. Or so do you have a corner that's good enough to run with him? Yeah. as fast as he is, and 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 my, my question to you is: no safety, Do you though. trust? Do you trust your corners in man coverage versus Tyree Kill? No, you, covering him downfield. You can't. They're not fast enough. They're. I mean, Skandrick was a four-three guy at one point. And I don't know if he still is, but I mean, I, I, Anthony Brown is fast. Yes, he, he he can run, but not like this. This would be a really nice week for Cheeto to be back. Yeah, because I think I'm. If, maybe he will be. Maybe he will be for sure. Although for a while, even if he is, it would be nice if he had more experience under his belt. Because like ideally, I would love to play him at safety and just make Byron Jones shadow Kelsey all over the place. Would that really even change much? I think it's it's your best bet to have. It's your best bet to work because when Byron Jones has been at his best, it's just when he's been shadowing a tight end and not having to worry about playing. I mean, that's what he did so well in 2015. He's got a track record of doing it. No, I don't think he's going to take him away. I mean, he's not a guy that you take away, but I think he could limit him. And but unfortunately. Unless Cheeto's back or unless you trust Xavier Woods really a lot to truly play safety, I don't know that they'll let him do that throughout the entire game. I don't know if that's a good idea with what you have behind him. What would I guess what would be the alternative that you're that you're more afraid of than putting Xavier Woods out there and, and maybe going with that, that option that you just mentioned? Yeah, I mean that's a good I I don't know. I mean, otherwise I guess you leave Byron back at safety and have him help out and then I don't honestly I don't even it, it has to be Byron Jones I don't know who else could deal with him on this team really I mean you think about the cornerbacks Jordan Lewis is like 5'10 he's not that ain't gonna work I mean that's not not gonna work with Skandrick I, I so and it's certainly not gonna work with any linebacker no offense to them but that's a nightmare waiting to happen yeah I look I, I look at that play last week with Crowder and I guess you were mentioning that yeah. but that's the kind of play that that makes this week make me really worry for the Cowboys because you let him get that open behind the safety, and he's beat the cornerback. He's not – I mean, he's a fast guy. He can run. 
He's not Tyree Kill fast. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's what worries me more than anything else is how do you how do you make sure that in under no circumstances you let that guy get beyond your deepest guy or you make sure your corner can actually stay with him if you're going to leave him in man coverage. Yeah. I mean, your only thing you can kind of hope for is that I mean, Alex Smith, it, it, he's finally got some weapons around him and he he is he is really good, but he's not the most accurate quarterback. I mean, I mean, he he, he he can make mistakes if you can get after him. If they can get out and, and put pressure on him, you know, he can maybe not throw the ball exactly where it needs to be. He hasn't this year. I, I'm saying he doesn't have any interceptions. Right. But go back and look at some of those. He doesn't throw the best ball. He's not. He's, I actually agree with that. He, he doesn't. I mean, uh, no, I, and I, I'm not saying that that's inaccurate. What I'm saying, though, is to this point this year, he hasn't made the kinds of mistakes. And even if there may have been a couple, you know there are a couple balls probably that could have been intercepted yeah. if the quarterback has I'm them. I'm not even talking about intercept interceptions. I'm just saying, you know, oh, my God, this guy's streaking free, and, and you know, he, he didn't throw it up there right, or he kind of threw it out of bounds. I mean, he, he's not Drew Brees in the sense of, like, if the guy's open, he's going to get it to him. I mean, he's he's a little inaccurate sometimes like that now. But he's he's having to play – you know he, he's getting to play ahead of the change. He's getting to play loose, and and it's it's all working for him because he hasn't had a lot of weapons in his career. We we know that that's yep. been documented. But I, I'm just saying I'm not trying to knock him. He's he's really a good player. He's one of the more underrated players I think in the league. But but um I think I think he he won't necessarily. I mean he'll miss some throws every now and again because he's not accuracy is not his best thing. Yeah. Well, that's the thing about it is even when he's missing a few throws. He has such good playmakers around him; they can make up for that. Like that's the, the that's the tough thing about this offense is even when they make a mistake, they're good enough to recover from the mistake because they have such dynamic players. I I, I don't know this. They lead the league in about a fifty categories. Is one of them yak? Got it. Not sure about that. I don't have that, but it, it it yeah, it has to be. Well, when you look at their yards per catch, which I don't know how much that factors yeah. into it, their yards per catch right now. If you look at receivers that have more than forty catches, they got two guys in the top six. They got Tyreek Hill, who is averaging 14.6, and that's tied for first with Antonio Brown. And then you've got Crazy, the tight end, Travis Kelsey, who also has 12, who's averaging 12.6 yards. So two of their guys are averaging more than 10 yards per catch, and they're right up there at the top of the league when you talk about receivers that are getting the ball regularly. It's one thing if you're only getting the ball 17 times for the season over seven or eight games. But these guys are plus 40. They're 40-plus catches for the season already. And they're still averaging 12, 14 yards per catch. That's that's an amazing number right there. That means if, even if you get behind the chains and you're second and long, you still can pick it up in one catch. Right? Well, they, I don't know if I really understand this stat, but they're first in air yards versus yak. So air yards versus yak, which is a thousand and fourteen. So air yards would I mean? So the pass yeah. versus the amount of yards you pick up after the catch. So I guess that is yak. I mean, yeah. yeah. The average is 729 in the league, and they have 1,014. Have they had a bye? No. I think their bye is after the Cowboys. Good. That's good for them. Good. I don't know what that means, but good. Maybe they're like right before spring break when you just kind of like are not quite as on it. you just like, I just want hey, spring break. Of all, all these things that we've said, and there's Cowboy fans out there going, yeah, but you know what? We'll be at home. Trust me, this will be the worst Home field advantage the Cowboys have ever had in, at the stadium, and we've had some some ever ever. Wow, Houston, I believe uh, it'll be up there. And, and San Francisco that yeah. one year, and you know, and also if you're not last playing, time the Chiefs came to town, it was it was a lot. Of last time the Chiefs came to town, Drew Bledsoe was the quarterback for the Cowboys. That's true, Drew Bledsoe. Who are you? Only team in the league that has never 
played at AT&T Stadium. Yep, yep. So they're going to have a lot of fans out there. It will be oh, interesting ton, to see. ton of fans. And they'll stand out because of that bright red. So yep. you'll easily be able to see them. I'm glad I'm not the only one being a wet blanket today. <laughs> like, well, I mean, it's, and I don't even I don't even think of it as wet blanket as much as it is. This is just reality. Face the fact that you're playing a really good team. Probably, in my estimation, it's just my own opinion. I think the best team in the NFL. You're playing them this weekend. So if the Cowboys win, the Cowboys are going to have to do a lot of things right. And we're going to and and by the way, you're doing this after you lost your what I think yep. is one of the key cogs, if not the key cog. In your team. So this is going to be a tough game. A really tough game. But it will show me a lot about this team. This team wins this game, then I think the Cowboys will be fine without Ezekiel Elliott. There will be no issues until he comes back. But, well, and if they do win this game, which, for the record, I do think they can. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's not that they're hopeless against the Chiefs offense, but it's they're not, you know, the Steelers held the Chiefs to 13 points. I do not believe the Cowboys can do that. It's going to be a game where they win 31-30 like the Raiders did or 30 whatever that final score was. It's it'll be a it has to be a shootout if the Cowboys are going to win. You know what will be interesting too is you look at this defense over the last 2 weeks and I think there are a lot of people that are saying, "Man, maybe this defense is starting to get it a little bit." Well, we're going to find out this week if it were if it was circumstances against the the 49ers and the and the Redskins whether it was the weather whether it was that San Francisco just isn't very good offensively. We'll get to find out this weekend because now you're going to the other end of that spectrum. Can this defense continue to do some of the things that they've done, which is get to the quarterback, knock the ball loose, create turnovers, give your offense opportunities. Like if they could do that against this offense, now you could start to say maybe this defense is getting better. If the, I mean, the, the Chiefs have like three turnovers on the year. No, no, I'm sorry. That's not true. They have two. Or no, actually, I think they have three because they turned the ball over twice against the Broncos the other night. But when Tyreek Hill threw that pick in the end zone on Monday first night, it was, well, it was their first turnover since the first play from scrimmage of the season when Kareem Hunt fumble? fumbled on his first carry. That, <laughs> Did he really? Yeah, he fumbled on his first carry of the <laughs> season, and now they're just this guy. This out. guy's not ready from Toledo. Right, no, it's too big. Game's too big for him. To be fair, y'all pointed out during the break, Kareem Hunt's not running away with the offensive rookie of the year. I forgot about Deshaun Watson. Please forgive me. Yeah, but Deshaun Watson's having a hell. He's having a very, very good season. All right, let's take our final break. Let's come back. We want to hear from you guys. Give us a call. Numbers 214-872-2102. Again, it is 214-872-2102. Or hit us on Twitter at Cowboys Break. This is The Break. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. We, the entertainment-loving people, want a smartphone built for us. With AT&T and DirecTV, you can get the Samsung Galaxy S8. With an infinity edge-to-edge screen, it's perfect for entertainment. We want exactly what you just said. Buy a Samsung Galaxy S8 and get one free after bill credits when you buy both on AT&T Next and have DirecTV. Visit your local AT&T store today. Buy each for $750 on installment agreement with eligible service. New line is free up to $750 in credits over 30 months. Credits start in two to three bills if service canceled by balance due. Taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. Limited time offers. See store for details. Ice cold Dr. Pepper and the Dallas Cowboys go way back. They belong together like Texas and football, silver and blue. 
shotgun formations, and Hail Marys. Having a Cowboys football party without Dr. Pepper is like having Thanksgiving without the Cowboys. Basically, we wouldn't recommend it. So next time you have a tailgate, home gate, or whatever else kind of gate, grab some ice-cold Dr. Pepper for you and your friends to enjoy. It's a Dallas Cowboys tradition. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the Internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. Back to the break. Welcome back. It is the final segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Let's get some questions. The number is 214-872-2102 or hit us on Twitter at Cowboys Break. Nick, give us a message before we get to that. You know when you're just going to work and you're just trying to do your job and focus on the task at hand and your boss and maybe his boss, like tag team to try to, you know, scare you for no reason, really. Need happens new- to me all the time. Those are those days you hope you're not wearing your favorite underwear, which would be Tommy John. <laughs> Pretty good. Because so, Tommy John. Need a new pair of Tommy know, John. As we all know, <laughs> it's, be- it's, the, it's the best. <laughs> going to have to clean out my Tommy John when I get off the show. <laughs> The best pair you'll ever wear, or it's guaranteed. Shop, Dave, write this down. Shop Cowboys Underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys for 20% off your first or your fifth order. TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. Next pair is on me and Nick, all right? I appreciate that. We'll pay for that. These are no pair. good anymore. <laughs> we'll pay for that next pair. Not Amber, only, on the, other not hand, only the scare, I mean, re- also. Reset the whole thing because there, there's people that. For people that didn't watch, you got this is the episode you got to go back and watch on demand from the beginning. Because Nick had this brilliant idea. No, no, that, no, no. That we were no. going to put little Shannon inside the table. Little Shannon. <laughs> and then at a be on at the a, scantron on this one. At a uh, at a, a an opportune moment, he was going to pop out with a really scary mask on. Uh, yeah, where did so he scary. get the mask? He bought it from like I don't know some store. Did he night. buy it just for this? He bought it just for this. So this was all very well orchestrated by what him. What a bunch of losers! And uh, <laughs> and and then he pops out to try to scare Amber and Dave, and their reactions were kind of on two different ends oh of the spectrum, but still like, hilarious. You know, if you want to go back and see it. if the Zeke thing wouldn't have gone down. We didn't talk about this. Yeah, and it was just regular Tuesday, but Amber wasn't here yesterday, right? So, so we would have had to kill it anyway. Would you have done it? No, I would have killed it. Because, see, all it was meant for both we of thought them. that we would get I was, I was going to, yeah, I was like, y'all thought you would get the better reaction out of her, probably. Yes, yeah. I did think, I thought maybe, like I said, I if, thought maybe you might drop an F-bomb. If, like, if I, was I just told, knew that was going to happen. If I was told I wish, that I one wish person I was going to go back in their didn't. seat and one person was going <laughs> to sit there and, and like, and nothing like, happened, I thought it would be flip. Yeah. I thought Dave would just be like, okay. But as we learn in the Dominican, like. Yeah, but that that's the thing I learned today. Like, I don't even know why I said that, but because you wanted to seem hard, and you're like, yeah, whatever. That's what we do. That's Shannon got lucky that he wasn't close enough. I mean, he would have got. That's lucky. actually that's that exactly was actually a scenario thought. that we thought might happen that Amber might just hit him. Yeah, and we were like, that could happen. I had that's to tell y'all in the meetings that no, it's a football. This thing's wide. She won't be able to reach over yeah. because it was like she will hit him. I was like, no, he won't get there. Derek, you were but, you were concerned that he was going to pop up and hit his head. Yeah, my my fear was that he kind of pops out and that was this thing, and then he falls back down. And you, you guys are just kind of like, did you tap him? no, he just kind of was listening and knew. Oh. 
But my fear was that he's going to hit this thing. You know, when you moved the branch and then came over, but I had to keep stalling because I had to get your attention. Right, because Amber's not looking. She's kind of I was. I mean, the, the story was started off kind of lame, so I'm just like, okay. <laughs> I wasn't really into it. So. Of course it started off lame. But, but it yeah, was retreating. good. Thank you guys for playing along and being good sports about it. You didn't really play along. Well, for being good sports. Like, right. You could get upset about that kind of stuff. So just, I'm glad you guys were good sports about it. That's and very, just for the record, I did very, talk to HR before we did it. Just wow. You really did crossed you really? your T's. Yeah. And your HR was there. like, as long as somebody has a heart attack, we're good. So I think we're good. Or no one everybody good? Right. Everybody <laughs> good? This is kind of better, though, you know, because if it would have gone the other way around, like, I feel like it's over. I don't feel like Dave has the energy to do anything. But if it was the other way around and, and we really got Amber. Yeah, she'd be like, okay. All right. <laughs> it's on. It's on. It's on. It That's still might true. be. That's, That's a really true. good point. Like, yeah, I'm not. Dave's not going to go through all that. Not going to retaliate. I don't yeah. care enough to do that. So <laughs> It's over. Dave's like, you got me. Whatever. All right, let's get to some questions. 214-872-2102 is our number. You can also hit us on Twitter at Cowboys Break. We got a call from Omar in Carrollton. Omar, what up? Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, good. How are you? <clears throat> I love y'all's show. I just want to let you know I listen to y'all every day. Y'all Thank you. Cool, Thanks. We appreciate it, man. Innovative young crowd. Uh, yes, all of us. I want to talk about the Kansas City. I don't know. I just caught, caught, came in and caught on to the show. But Kansas City, Alex Smith is, is going to be hard to handle. And I do not want us to go out there with that three-man front trying to contain this guy. Aaron Rodgers on that last drive showed us that three-man, <laughs> that three-man defensive line will not keep a quarterback that can make plays outside the pocket in check. So I want to know is Cheeto is going to be available for this game because we're going to need him because they got some receivers and they got some backs that can get out here just back in the, out, out there and make plays in the open field and we're going to need all hands on deck, especially on how to contain Alex Smith. So that's that's uh, about all I have to say today. I'm I'm, I'm disappointed in NFL the way they handled the Ezekiel Elliott case. I feel like he has a strong case. I feel like we got a whole lot of stubborn people that's handling that whole issue and can't nobody swallow their ego and get this right. But I hope to see him on the field soon. Uh, sit back and listen to you guys. Y'all have a good day. All right. Thanks for the call. Thanks, dude. Um, I if we went to the same high school in Carrollton. Yeah, mm-hmm. he probably didn't go to high school in Carrollton. Maybe we're gonna we're gonna. Well, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see about Cheeto. He what? Go keep going. Keep Cheeto going. has been at practice every day for two weeks and has yet to participate at, at this. I don't know. I'm just I'm gonna just assume he's not ready until somebody tells me otherwise. But that would be nice. I I agree with him. I like I've all. I mean. I've been a big proponent of clog and cover, but I've I feel like your best bet against these guys is to actually get pressure. So I sure would like to have a four man front out there. Maybe even use Scandrick on some blitzes. I mean that make vul- you you'll be vulnerable as hell, like definitely. But you got to do something. Um, yep. So I think pressure is your best bet in this game. And kind of like Washington, like you're going to give up some chunk plays regardless. Like just just know that going in. You are going to give up some chunk plays. And that's okay um, if you can offset it with, you know, some sacks or some turnovers or some, you know, hopefully big plays for your defense. So 
Uh, I think that's your best bet. And so, I, yeah, I don't know if clog and cover is going to work against these guys. And I honestly don't know if um, if Cheeto, let's assume for a second Cheeto's healthy. I don't know if it's, this is the greatest week right. to feel like he's the savior against he's, an offense like this when he hasn't played. He hasn't lot. played like a – yeah, he hasn't played significant snaps since right. week one. So I, ju- I just don't know if this is the week where you're like, oh, yeah, we could use Cheeto. I mean, yeah, you could use the extra body, and you could use a guy with some skill. I just don't know that he helps a whole lot against an offense like this that, like we were talking about before, there's a lot of matchup issues. They, uh, you know, this Their head coach is a guy that will throw out the gadget play, and they'll try to catch you on different things. Yeah, even I just don't know if shouldn't. this is right I just right I just don't know if this is the week that Cheeto would provide a whole lot of relief I think I feel a little bit better about guys that have been playing and hopefully they've kind of grown together enough to where in a week like this it's going to be so important that everything's coordinated to be able to stop this offense that's why I was saying I don't think it would really change much yeah. just by having him out there I, I don't think it changes much by having Cheeto out there in the sense that he's going to ball out but if you have somebody who can handle Byron's typical assignment and let him just kind of shadow Travis Kelsey, I think that could make a difference. Yep. But they might do that anyway. I don't I mean Xavier Woods is there. Jeff Heath can do some stuff. Um, so I mean, I really do think that's your best bet. It's just a matter of figuring out how to make it work. And the fact is, they'll probably do a little bit of all of that. Yeah, they'll probably mix it all right. in. They'll do a different things on different plays, and hopefully, throw enough stuff at at the Chiefs to at least slow them down a little bit. You got to get turnovers, and that's that's you know the part about Smith having zero interceptions. I mean that you know that that's key. They're going to have to get one. But if you remember the Packers game uh, in the playoffs, which most people do remember that. I mean (laughs) Rodgers, I think had gone into the game what six or seven games in a row without a pick. You know, and Heath got him really twice. So only one was called. But so I I think you know they're going to have to get one like that. If I remember what it. Peyton Manning hadn't thrown a pick all year, and then all of a sudden he throws one to Mo Claiborne. Morris Claiborne. So, I don't know. That will be my crazy prediction on Friday, that, that Smith will throw two picks. Hmm. Wow. Okay. Two. All right. Amber, let's get a question from Twitter. The real Nick Clark is asking, why is that uh, for the <laughs> <laughs> She emphasized that. Yeah. Why aren't the Jets sweeps working as well with Switzer? It seemed like it always was successful with Lucky. Have they run it more than once? I yeah, that's I mean, it's it's a good question. Just they don't do it. Yeah. And, and like they'll bring him in motion sometimes. I don't think the thing with Lucky is that defenses believed that he was a threat to do it and he had the speed to make him pay even when he did get the ball, which yeah, that doesn't. It hasn't seemed like as big of a point of emphasis. Although I will say now, I think that it does become a much more viable option because that's the thing: having on a, him on a jet sweep, you still feel like Zeke's still going to be a better option to pick up whatever you're trying to pick up, right? And so now I wonder if, without Zeke, if they say, "Hey, we need to offset a little bit. We need to make the defense a little more unpredictable. I mean, the offense a little more unpredictable." We thought with Zeke, even if you know Zeke's coming, that slight hesitation give Zeke enough opportunity to be able to do something big. Now we think we really need to incorporate that more into the offense. So you might see a lot more diversity in what they're doing offensively because of this. My top two hopes for this offense with Zeke suspended, one is that they don't forget about Rod Smith, but two, assuming Cole Beasley's healthy because he has a concussion or is recovering from one, but he went trick-or-treating last night. Seems so good. I, yeah, he seems okay. Um, 
I hope we see more of Ryan Switzer and Cole Beasley on the field together in that New England Patriots vein that we've discussed so much. Like, I hope we actually get more of those looks, but we'll see. The interesting thing will be, you know, sometimes they'll go 11 personnel and they'll empty out the backfield. I don't think that's a better opportunity for them at this point with Zeke out because I don't know that Morris really provides much for you in the passing game. Probably not Rod Smith either. Maybe you can make an argument for McFadden. But I don't think any of them are as good a pass catcher as Zeke. So I don't know if you get the benefit of doing that other than getting their 11 personnel, the defense that matches up with that on the field. All right. All right we appreciate you guys joining us. We're back tomorrow. We'll be at our normal time, 930. Till then, for Nick Even, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com. Radio. Radio.